Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Today on the broom closet, I'm going to Melissa from Washington. How are you, Melissa? I am well. How are you? I am good. It's been a rough couple weeks. How about you? Oh, that is the understatement of the year. <laughs> the energy will knock most of us off of our feet a little bit. Yes, exactly. I think we all feel it. But today, I have yeah. you back on because... I want you to talk about what to expect when you come for a reading and etiquette for receiving a reading. I don't think people realize how much energy and how much preparation a reading takes from the person here. I love that question. And I'm going to say ready to dive into this with you. So um, that's actually something that I get asked quite often. Um, and if I'm not asked this question, it's something that I try to explain, especially when we go into a session. I try to explain how I work. Um, I work through Claire's, all mediums and psychics do. I try to help people kind of become comfortable with my energy so that spirit can come through for them. Mm-hmm. So I would say the first thing would be to understand breathing and to just quiet yourself as much as you can and to try to get out of your head and not to overthink the process Mm -hmm. and let the medium kind of guide you through your session and to help you. Um, Something that happens often for me is during a session, I may bring forward a piece of information that somebody doesn't understand. And what I know to be true is that those people that are in spirit, they've had lives we don't know about. Mm-hmm. They have had connections and energies, and they have information that's going to come through that we may not understand. Now, if you're watching a television show and you see this happen, you'll see the, the sitter, which is the person that comes to the medium. You'll see them say, oh, no, that's it. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, after the session, I guarantee you those people resonated with that information to some degree. And I say that because I get those phone calls. 
And when I do events and things, people may not understand everything that comes through. So I will take notes and then give it to them. And then they'll call me back later and say, oh, my gosh, that was this, this, this. So that's why it's so important to keep an open mind. Um, And if you come in, and this happens all of the time, but if you come into a session with, if I don't hear this, this, or this, it's not real. That's not my loved one. If they don't talk about Grandma's pink purse that she put in the closet (laughs) on February 24th, 1921, that this is not real. I know, and yeah, that's happened. And I have also had people where I was able to give the the day he was born, I was able to give that he was in the Navy. I was able to get that he was a pilot. I was able to get how many kids he had. Mm-hmm. And she was, yep, yep. And I gave one piece that she didn't understand. And she was like, that's not my dad. One piece out of all of those positives. Huh. And you and I touched on that a little bit ago, how mm-hmm. it's interesting the power of the human mind, even if so many things are correct or, or good. When we have that negative thrown at us, that's what we can tend to dwell on. Yeah, exactly. So isn't that interesting how how that can happen? So more than anything, especially if you're spending your money to get a session, it is it will behoove you to come into the reading with an open mind and give them the medium the opportunity to connect with you and for you. Mm-hmm. I think and when so they too. are able, yeah. And to understand if you bring negative, the negative feelings at that moment, the answers might not be as clear as they would want to be. Would that be correct? I would say absolutely. If you come in, especially if you come in with an agenda, mm-hmm. you might you might prove your point just because that's the agenda you came in with. Right. So just be aware of that before connecting with any medium or any psychic or intuitive, whoever it is, just. Be aware of your agendas and and what it is you want to accomplish. Also know, spirit gives you what you need and that is not always what you want. Oh, I believe that, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's a good chance that those two are in alignment, but there's also a good chance that they're not. Yeah. When I always ask spirit to help me, I always say for my better good. Yeah, for the and, greatest good. Absolutely. And, and please make it easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that, that's not another job. <laughs> it's like, please. <laughs> Don't make it difficult. <laughs> so tell me, what etiquette, what would a medium or a psychic, when you visit them, what is the best etiquette as you enter and you come in and you hand, you give them questions and you hand them objects? What is the best way to go about So you, so somebody comes in and they're like, so I want you to connect with this object and maybe they bring grandma's pendant. Um, I would say first give the medium a moment. They might ask you if you brought something. I usually don't. I usually like to wait to see if spirit will point it out to me. And sometimes they do. And sometimes they're like, so tell her to pull out what's in her purse because, and and also because it's kind of fun to see the look on their face that spirit knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also validation because our loved ones are with us all the time. We don't have to go to a medium in order to connect with them. Um, my job is just to be the facilitator between the two and to share with you that they really are with you and that they're watching over you. 
So I think the first thing when you go into a medium is just, like I said, just keep an open mind and allow the process. And if you do have something that you want them to connect with, if you have an object that you want them to read for you, that's psychometry, you can ask them, or you might even say prior to the session, I am going to bring an object. I might, I might want something to be read for me because the medium has to connect their energy appropriately. Um, sometimes when I'm doing a mediumship reading, somebody will be like, okay, so now talk to my dog. And so that you know, can be that's a little bit of a shift for me. So I have to I have to do a little work on that too. I have to raise my vibration. Animals have a much higher vibration. Well, so does spirit, and they have to lower their vibration. Um, what I kind of tend to do now is try to just do a, uh, an all encompassing because sometimes people change their minds when they get there on what they want, and when I'm preparing my energy and setting my intention. I'll set my intention to connect with a loved one in spirit, and then they come. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want psychic, but they signed up for mediumship. Right. So, so, so it's important to know what it is you want. It's important to know what you want. So, um, the difference between psychic and mediumship. So, psychic means soul. That means connecting with your energy and picking up information on your story and what you came here to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes during a psychic session, we might be able to pick up areas of trauma in your life. Like if it's called a timeline reading where you can go and look at, okay, so at the age of five, you had something very specific happen. And that may not have been a really traumatic experience, but it would have been enough um, that your five-year-old self couldn't process it. So um, it would have caused some triggers in your life. So it's something you can go back and look at. So when we have those situations, yeah, um, but that's a psychic reading. Mediumship is connecting with the dearly departed. Um, I don't like to say dead because I think they're more alive than we are. So I usually say in spirit or deceased or crossover, mm-hmm. medium terminology. Um, so all mediums are also psychic. So if somebody tells you they're a medium, they're telling you they're psychic medium. If somebody tells you they're psychic, they're psychic. That's not connecting with the other side. Gotcha. Okay. Somebody t- and so I'm also an animal intuitive where I can pick up information. Um, some people call themselves communicators. I I feel like I communicate. Mm-hmm. I'd say I've had some success with it. <laughs> <laughs> but but I really pick up their energy is where where I feel like I shine is picking up that energy. No, I'm a big animal lover. And I hear them in the background. Yes, and I'm really bad. I mean, I can walk outside. If I need a cat, the next day a cat comes. <laughs> so I have to really be careful. <laughs> well, yeah, cats are very much for your spiritual protection, by the way. Yes, I have a woozy right now. And she is something else. Her name's Pixel. And she, when she's hungry, man, you better feed her. Right. And if she, you better pet her. And but she's she's a sweetie. I mean, she does not bother the birds at all, and she plays with my dogs. So I I can't complain. But she was outside, the house all night. We finally let her in, and she has not left. <laughs> and so she's was, helping her energy right now. She's actually. Um, this is going to sound weird. I apologize, but she's actually um, taking in some of your energy to help you balance. I do 
You bet too. She, the way she looks at me, definitely she is here for me. She's my kitty. Um, yeah, absolutely. The other cat was my husband's, but this cat I think is more oriented. And I, I always thought she was Dudley. I used to have a cat named Dudley <laughs> in my early 20s. Dudley? Yeah. yeah. And it can come back. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's Dudley <laughs> in female form. It's even a little yeah. yellow tabby like Dudley. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hello, female Dudley. <laughs> Yeah. Did she act? Did she act like him? In many ways, yeah. Um, He was more obsessed with me than she is. Female, a very female cat. But she doesn't even have any desire to go outside like he did. So she she can, if it was Dudley, and I haven't connected, so I don't know that. But if if she did come back and she was Dudley in that lifetime with you. Mm Um, there's just more work that needs to be done and they don't have to stay in the same sex. They can, just like humans, our souls can be male or female. So, so can animals and they like, in fact, well, you can't see her, but I have my little healer here and she was my little male dog when I was a little kid. Oh yeah. And she actually found me. Yeah, I know. Pretty cool. And she's my little heart dog. She just, (laughs) What, what is her name? Annie. Oh, my goodness. If I was there, Annie, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> I'd be petting your head. <laughs> then I'd be outside looking at the horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there goes the Sag. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So animals and human spirits, you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. Gotcha. Well. Like I said, you can jump in at the spur of the moment, but it's definitely important that you give the medium or whoever you're talking to time to make that connection, to make that jump. Especially if we're completely focused on just mediumship, we have to make a jump. Right. And it does take a lot of energy for us to do what we do. I can only do about four or five hours a day um, mm-hmm. in sessions. And sometimes that's pushing it. And sometimes I have to say, you know what, that, yep. Because especially if you have somebody who isn't really familiar with their family at all. And Mm -hmm. so when you give them a piece, they don't understand what that does is it lowers their vibration. And they're like, nope, she's wrong. Nope, nope, nope. She doesn't know why she's done. Nope, she's full of shit. And that that can happen. So um, that's why it's important to keep your vibration high. When our vibration is high, spirit can come through so fast with so much information. In a moment, you can have a book full of information seemingly. So, um, again, that's one of the reasons why it's important to keep our vibration high because it's easier for them to connect with us and to share their story. Um, and if you come in with a, a lot of negativity and doubt, and, and, you know, I would like to add, too, that doubt and skepticism, I don't know that those are the same things. I don't have a problem with people being skeptical. Um but I think that when you go into that no, 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 and you shut yourself down, then you're not going to get the message that you were intended to have. Right. That would make yeah. sense. And I would think I would think it takes some energy for spirits like that as well. Absolutely. And it takes a lot for them. And we talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. um, earlier was manifesting. It takes a lot of energy for a loved one and to manifest for us a lot. 
So if you're seeing them in physical form, you need to just honor how lucky and precious of a gift that is for you. Because that, like I said, that takes a lot for them to manifest. Right. It also takes a lot for spirit to communicate with the medium. They have to look at us and observe us and how we work. So if they're coming through a medium, that's also a very precious gift. Is there certain certain times of day that you find your energy better with spirit? That's easier for spirit to come in. That's easier for you to receive messages. Yeah, and actually, that's a great question. Um, and I actually try to keep my readings between noon and 6 p.m. for that very reason. Now, if I am going to do a group session, those are usually in the evening. So what I'll do is I'll block my day out so I won't have any sessions during the day. Mm-hmm. And I'll also be careful about what I eat that day because food will really bog us down. So I can't eat anything heavy. In fact, if I'm doing day sessions, I don't eat until the end of the evening. So, like today, I won't have anything to eat until after my last session tonight at 6 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, it just kind of helps keep me free. I will dehydrate, though. I do drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have coffee, but <laughs> and then, and alcohol is a huge no-no for mediums, especially for readings. I mean, I'll have a glass of wine here and there. Right. Um, for a few years, I quit altogether because... Um, I had panicked during, I was coming out of the closet, the mediumship closet to my brother-in-law. So I ran in the house because I was going to get a glass of alcohol. And my guides were like, no, you face this head on. Don't you dare hide. (laughs) (laughs) Courage just a little bit, please. Yeah, they they were like, nope, that is not healthy for you. Do do it. And so I quit drinking for a while. And then uh, I think it was last summer. I went to Alaska and had a glass of wine with my daughter. So now every now and then I'll have a glass of wine. Um, But but hard liquor I avoid. Okay. Well, that's understandable because that would just leave you very open to some things maybe you don't want to come in. 100%. There's a reason that it's called spirit. There really is. There really is. And I hope people do some research into that, especially if they find themselves drinking a lot. Oh, yes, definitely. I agree 100% on that. My next question. So you're in a session and you're picking up on all of this. Do you ask your clients to either record or write things down? So maybe later they could go think about it? Yeah, so that is a beautiful question. And actually on my website, it's something that I have on there. You can record your session. Um, you can absolutely, you don't have to go be sneaky and hide your camera down on the corner. Because <laughs> um, that just proves you're out to do something in, inappropriate, I think. Oh, so yeah. Just, it, yeah, I'm, I have nothing to hide. I don't think most mediums have anything to hide. Mm. And they can give you, all, all they can do is give you the information they're picking up. Mm-hmm. So um, record if you want to see this later. Absolutely. Schedule a, a recorded session with me. Like I said, it's on my website. You just click a little button. I charge five bucks for it because it's extra touches that I have to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but you know, five bucks isn't so bad for that memory of always having that for yourself. Right. Also, I take, I take notes as well. Um, and then I give these to people. And what I try to do is highlight the stuff that doesn't make sense for you. And the reason I do that is because that's, 
the pieces you need to get the answers for and maybe talking to mom, dad, cousin, uncle, friend will help you find um, what those pieces of information were. Um, I personally get a lot of names. Now, I have taken some courses from some pretty amazing mediums who say don't give names, but mm. I have also seen that those names, um, especially if you get them right, and when you hear them, can be just the piece that the person needs. So I still give them. I still give them. Now, when you get names, it could be the name of the person in spirit. It could be a name of somebody who's alive that they want to talk about. And it could be in the name of somebody who you're working with right now. Maybe you're having a problem with that person and your loved one wants to talk about them. So, mm. so names can, they're not just, oh, it's just a dead person. No, no, those names come up for a myriad of reasons. Again, spirit knows what they're doing a whole lot more than I do. So I figure if they give it to me, there is a reason. Right. And I just have to trust them. Okay. Now, when you say when when talks to you and they know uh, they know what we're doing on this plane, pretty much, do they mm-hmm. visit us? Is that what is what is that what yeah, you've been told? They sure do. Absolutely. I I don't know that I've had somebody come through yet that doesn't visit their loved ones. They will absolutely watch over. So. Have you ever been in the kitchen and all of a sudden you had this desire to cook maybe your grandmother's favorite recipe and you're like, well, that's weird and I just need to... So that's grandma in your energy. Or maybe you want to go play a game that grandma always played or grandpa always played or all of a sudden you're smelling smelling something. So scents are, are huge, especially if grandma wore a certain perfume all the time and you smell it and that's her energy with you. Uh, maybe grandpa smokes cigars. Maybe grandma smokes cigars. Who knows? <laughs> but those are ways to let us know. Um, here I am. I'm in your energy. And so that's kind of a powerful tool um, to let you know when they're with you also. Yes, I, I believe that also. When you say that you miss them, do they pop in? Are they with you at that moment? I believe that they're with us at that moment when we start to feel their energy. Okay. So if you miss them or you're thinking about them, they're popping in to be like, hello. If you're thinking about somebody really hard, there is a, I would say, 100% chance they're in your energy. And you can say, okay, you can also feel things if you're empathic at all. Um, You might feel like if somebody passed from a heart attack, you might all of a sudden be like, oh, I have trouble. No, I'm not saying if you have chest pain, don't go to the doctor. But what I am saying is that there's a chance if you're feeling something, um, you might be picking up the person who passed from that. So if your grandma passed from a heart attack and um, probably you're in the kitchen making her cookies and you feel some pressure in your chest, Mm -hmm. you can say, okay, grandma, I love you. Thank you so much. Please take this pressure away. If it goes away, you know that's grandma in your energy. Right. You know, it could be made of foot. But, but we can, especially, we are, we are sentient beings. We feel. Trust your, trust, trust, trust. Do you think we've kind of lost that ability to feel and to respect the spirit world because of our lifestyle? What we feel is important on this plane. Well, I think that was shut down years and years ago, and I, I don't necessarily want to go back to well, me if I do. 
like to think of the Salem witch trials when women were, and some men were accused of some pretty, um, of being witches and doing things against God. And, and those kinds of things caused a lot of fear. So that now when people come out and say, and it's getting better, don't, don't, don't think it's not because it is. But when people say I'm a medium, there's still a lot of stones thrown from the religious um, side. It happens to me all the time. Right. So I think that those fears kind of shut us down. But I will tell you, I believe in my heart these are opening up now. This feminine energy is coming up and making a lot of changes for us. So, and while it feels difficult right now and we're all feeling the upheavals, mm-hmm. I, I do believe that these are for good reason and that there are better things on our horizon. And I'm not going to say tomorrow, <laughs> but, 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 it, but it's coming and the shift has to occur. So, so I think that a lot of the fears and a lot of things that are happening definitely are waking us up. And there, are, every day there's probably another person who's like, I have mediumistic abilities. I feel like I'm picking up things. I'm hearing things because we're moving towards that. We're moving back to that. I right. think we used to be there. I think we're moving back to it. I think so, too. I think all this crazy energy around us right now is an awakening. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're moving through our greatest fears, too. And I was talking to you a little bit about this before, is that I had something happen where I literally discovered that I'd manifested my greatest fear. (laughs) (laughs) We need to stop that. (laughs) It's going to keep happening, though, because it has to be released. We have to let go of our fears so that we can move into our strengths and our powers, and we know how safe and loved and protected we are. And I know that sounds corny, but I can't even tell you how safe and loved we all are. And I get that every day when I connect with somebody in the spirit, is that I am so okay. I am I am at peace. I need my loved ones to know that they're okay as well. Right. Well, we're so fixated on the physical. That- yeah. You know, we That's question. <laughs> yeah, we just question everything. I mean, I think, I think this new spiritual movement coming up and that's going on right now. I think we're, we will be able to release so into the physical. You know, getting up, going to work, paying the bills, going back to work. You yes. know, yes. it's constant. And Nobody gets a break. Yes. And that's so difficult, and why we're feeling everything on such a deep level. Because it's being released. So it's like, think of that diamond or whatever it is that has to be formed under pressure. Mm -hmm. So think of all the pressure that we're feeling. And that's because it has to change. We're feeling that we need to change in our lives and in our world, in our climate. Everything is changing in a huge way. Yeah, You can't do that. You, You can't step outside and deny that there are huge changes coming and and affecting all of us right now. Oh, I think there is too. Yeah. Now, during this time period, I think you and I have seen this from several people. People are walking away from their professions, stuff they've done for yeah. years, and moving in a different direction. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is that do you believe that's because of the spiritual change that's happening? I absolutely do, and I. And I think that in our lives, we have stages, and we may have a 10-year period where we experience just this thing. Like, ten, I will use myself. 
uh, 10, 11 years, just rodeo, just rodeo. And then something starts to trigger you and you start to feel, well, this is, this is not okay anymore. I feel like I'm undervaluing myself. I feel like I'm being undervalued. And that feeling of being undervalued is because you're allowing it. So, and I, I'll throw myself under this. I've allowed that for a long time. I allowed myself to be in situations that weren't for my greatest good. Or should I say maybe they were for my greatest good to cause me growth, to cause me to change. So I will say it was for my greatest good. It just took me a little while to get out of it. So I think that happen in our lives, we're not always supposed to stay put. In fact, when you stay put, like you've heard probably over and over people who retire and then they just kind of have a slow death if they don't continue doing things. So we're vibrating energies. We're we're meant to keep moving. We're not supposed to stay stagnant. And that means in our life and on our journeys also, we're going to experience some things we're supposed to. And we can either see it as, oh, my God, this is terrifying, or you know what? This is beautiful because this is this is causing me to make some changes that will benefit me down the road. It doesn't feel so great right now, but, right. you know, in the years, I'm going to look back on this and say, thank God I made that change. Thank God. Right. Well, it's, it's like I when we had talked earlier on, I had the same profession for almost 30 years. Yeah. And walking away from that was like a death to a certain extent. It was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah, and, that's, and that's grief. Mm. So, so when you lose it, a lot of people think grief is just losing a loved one. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily true. Right. Grief can be losing a job, walking away from a friend, getting a divorce, um, uh, children moving out of the house. Uh, becoming a empty nester, that's all grief. And uh-huh. grief, one of the things that, that happens during grief is we have to understand who we are now because we've been so tied to a certain thing like you tied to your job. I was tied to just riding my horse and being a rodeo person, just traveling rodeos with the team. And um, I tied my identity to that. So when right. when something happens that forces us to leave those situations, or we decide I, I deserve better. I'm leaving the situation. Now we have to deal with that loss of that's who I was for so. Who am I? I don't even know who I am. Yeah. So we kind of yeah that phoenix that rebirth. Yeah. So now now I'm somebody new. Yeah, it was. So you a, have to, yeah. an obstacle course. Like I would go back to it, <laughs> and then what? Whatever higher powers like. Oh no, 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 no. We're gonna no. Now, this is going to happen. Now, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. And I will tell you, that's part of your soul's journey. So, and I'm sure you've heard of soul contracts, mm-hmm. but you set them up prior to incarnating. And your guides, when your guides step forward for you, their job is to keep you on your journey. They're not here to make our lives easier. They're not they're here to help our soul and to help keep us on our path. Now, right. yeah. that's, go ahead. They have a great sense of humor, too. I fired them a few times. <laughs> and they come right back. Yeah. I was, you have a guide who stays with you throughout your entire journey, and that guide will, will be there for the long haul. We have other guides that will come and go based on what we're working on. And sometimes if we're not paying attention or we're not listening to some of their assistance, they will go and help others. Mm-hmm. But I also know that sometimes they'll come back as well. 
I had one that was helping me with my eating. So um, really wanted to get me away from sugary drinks and sugary food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every time I would go to get something, I would hear, don't drink that. That's not for you. That's bad. I was like, I am drinking it. <laughs> want my Coke. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually it stopped and they quit trying to help me with that. So I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come back. Because it wasn't stuff that was good for me, you know, like sugary drinks. And I'm not huge on sugary drinks, but every now and then a lemonade is pretty amazing. So Yes, yes, exactly. I understand. Coffee drinks are my weakness, big time. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> oh, God. So, so crazy. With all this change going on and people leaving their professions, is going to happen when this veil is open. Ultimately, what's funny when you said that was what I was being shown was we will go back more to some bartering and work and helping each other in those ways instead of demanding cash flow from people. I don't feel like this is going to be within the next 10 years, but I do feel like it is in our future where we're going to go back to that. Um, I have this skill. I can help you with this. Oh, great. I have this skill. I can help you. I see more of that happening because they literally just showed me like almost back to the Roman times where people were, I don't want to scare you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think we're going to really go back to that. But I do feel like it's going to be reminiscent of that kind of an energy of where mm-hmm. we're swapping bargaining and doing things for one another um, instead of demanding finances for it. I could see that. I think a lot of people would be comfortable with that. I do. I really do. And I think that the monetary system that we have in place is really, I think it's very destructive. I really do. And I think that it had um, hopefully run its course. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like we're being forced into smaller communities and towns. Yeah. And I think that for a lot of people, they're starting to understand that their their um, their peace is more important than the dollar. That mm-hmm. um, they don't need that great big housing. They don't need um, all these things they thought that they did. Um, that it's more important to just have kind of a nice, peaceful existence. Yeah, I yeah. agree with and that one. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I want to say though. We're not supposed to have a hundred percent peace. That's why we're here on Earth. We because Earth is duality, and we don't get that on the other side like we do here. So it's one of the reasons we are here. Um, but I still think you can. We can do it a lot easier than what we've been doing it. Yeah, a lot less destructive of hurting each other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think you're going to see a little uh, fall of social media to some degree too. I know that. Um, it's sad that to see that it's being used um, in some negative ways that, you know, you can tear people down and you get thrills from it. Right? That to me is disgusting. And that was my hope to see when, when people do those kinds of things like, oh, this is fun. Let's bash that person. You mm. don't know what that person is do. And maybe, maybe they're going through some really difficult stuff and it's all they can do to wake up in the morning. And you're adding to that chaos for them. So it's really important that we're very aware of the energy we're putting out into the world, and that's how we treat people. And also what's important, and I'd love to kind of end on this, is that law of attraction. Mm-hmm. What you put out 
you get back. That's not karma, you guys. That's not karma. That's the law of attraction. So right. be very aware of how you're treating people because that it, it will bite you in the butt. Yeah. 100%. I also believe in that for animal welfare as well. People and animals just be kind. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think I might have touched on this in our last conversation we had um, a few weeks back or so. But when you're sharing stuff on social media also, mm -hmm. um, you're putting somebody else's energy. Yeah. You're, you're bringing them to that awareness. So, like, if somebody posts things of animals being hurt, and I won't want, nope, and I'll unfollow because that. I don't need that in my energy. I've already, I'm already aware of the horrible stuff that happens. Making me more aware of it isn't helping me help them. Right. Does that make sense? I yeah. agree. I agree 100% on that. What does social media? As I just heard good and bad. There's beautiful things that can come about, um, but we're not using it 100% the way we need to be. Demonstrative sometimes. Um, they're talking about equality, and they're kind of, and my guys are kind of giggling. At least one of my guys was like, um, basically, what they just gave me was the social media can be, we can use it for darkness or we can use it for good. And it is all about setting our intention. Right. But right now, he's, um, so I have my main guide, his name is James, and he's telling me that. It's used more for darkness at this moment. It's used to create a control. So kind of like TV is called programming. They used to call the show. So that's what's happening with the social media is it's helping to program us. Interesting. And, you yeah. know, I believe that. I believe in what you put out, out there comes back. Yeah, 100%. That's 100%. As for prayers, I always send a little prayer of some kind. Yeah. I, yeah, I do too. Um, I would like to add on that. When you ask for a prayer, don't forget to receive the energy because yeah. that is very important too. So sit in quiet, sit in a meditative state, um, open up your heart center and just say, I receive all of the love, all the prayers, all of the healing energy that's ever been sent to me and imagine a golden light surrounding you, you know, coming into the crown chakra and going throughout your body and just let yourself that will raise your vibration too. Wow, that's such a that's really good idea. Yeah, that's a wonderful I idea. We forget to do that. We have these little tools that that are around us all the time. So just use those tools. Know you're safe, you're loved, and you're protected. Yeah. Always. And gratitude. Gratitude is important. Yeah, I always believe, and I always feel better. Like if I wake up really grouchy, I always have to go through the list. What? for <laughs> right because i am not this this woman here is not a morning person and i have to get up really early for my day job and i'll be in the car driving it's like okay go through your list before you hurt someone at work <laughs> <laughs> and it better be more than one thing this morning and i can just hear a spirit laughing at me like there she goes again <laughs> <laughs> She's losing it. <laughs> She's gonna need coffee. <laughs> breath work. Use some breath work. That'll help you too. <laughs> oh, this girl sometimes needs a lot of breath work lately. In the past couple of weeks, like you, especially, I. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I always tell people nowadays is the time to tell people that you love them. Yeah, it is. There's so and much because, loss. Yeah, people need to know that they're loved too. That's so important. Oh yeah, and to be for elders as well, the elderly. Man, yeah. people will walk right by them even at the grocery store and they can't reach for something. I'm like, you got to stop. You can't just walk by something like that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we're so stuck in our days and our own self that we can't get out of it enough to help somebody else. Yeah, and I like this. I know that we're going through this big change and things are probably going to be crazy, but sometimes we need to step out of yeah, at least for a little bit. If you can turn your TV off for most of the day, if you feel like you have to see, you know, the bad thing that's happened, maybe only give yourself five to ten minutes to see something bad. But if you could shut it off and um, focus on more positive things, you'll you'll notice your energy shifting, too. Again, there's a reason it's called programming. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's an amazing message. What message yeah. do you have for everyone? Going into the fall. Yeah. Well, I I would say if you can look back at your year and kind of take a little inventory of what you've experienced, because it'll give you a little idea of what's to come, and then set with that. If for those who can meditate, and even if you can't, you need to sit down at least for a few minutes and work through breathing, just following your breath for a little while through your body. Kind of take an inventory of what it is you want in your lifetime. And when you can come to terms with what it is you want, you're going to be doing a better job of manifesting it. So um, one thing that is happening is with all the energy that's coming in, that's creating all this chaos and this release and bringing us to releasing our fears and our demons, so to speak, it's also causing things to manifest quite rapidly. So you mm-hmm. want to make sure you're focusing on those things you do want to have happen, not the things you don't want. So I would say going into your winter, going into fall, definitely pay attention to what you want, not what you don't want, because you're going to create that shit quicker than, and, like, and trust me, I just did, and I know this, and I created it. So you just have to be aware of the things that you're manifesting and what your energy is um, trying to tell you. If you are tired of your job, you know, if you hit every red light on your way to work on every morning mm-hmm. or mid-morning or you trip as you're running out the door, those are signs. Oh, those yeah. are signs. It's time to make a change for yourself. It's time to make a change. Right. So sometimes, sometimes we think we don't have choices. And we think, I don't have a choice. I have to do this. No, you don't. You're choosing to do this. Um, that might be because you don't like what the other choice might offer you. So maybe it means you have to step back a little bit before you can step forward again. Right. But you can, but, and sometimes we don't want to do that. I don't want to step back. And I was guilty of that quitting. I was afraid to quit my job because I didn't want to lose my income because mm-hmm. it was going to take me a while to build my business. But I, but I had some things happen that kind of forced me to, and I did mm-hmm. and haven't looked back. But I did have to take a step back for a little bit before I could go forward. And sometimes that's needed. Right. So so wherever you're going in your life, if you have to take a step back, pat yourself on the back and just say, okay, here we go. Man, if everybody would do that, I think the universe might be a little happier. We wouldn't need like the three cups of coffee, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's just that's my last advice. <laughs> yeah. So no, for you, my dear, is to just look at that. And um, I, I do, I, I will just give you a little tiny piece as I do feel like you've got some changes coming in your universe as well. So that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, <laughs> like I told you, I did something for 30 years and spirit stopped me. And yeah. like you said, a job was offered and I took it. And I was used to making an income one way. And I just, I'm like the same mindset. I know something's coming up, but I don't know what it is. So I told yeah. the universe, if it's a surprise, please let it, please, please. I want it to be the best <laughs> surprise I've had in years. <laughs> well, I love that for you. And it's, it's, once you start feeling that little shift or that little something's coming, that's because something's coming and it's starting to manifest. So give it time to work itself out. Of course I will. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because we have to. I mean, I know everybody's always in a hurry these days. Everybody. And that's got to yeah. stop, too. we got to stop wanting stuff overnight. We're such an instant society. Mm -hmm. We sure are. Yeah, that's changing too. I really feel like that. We'll see some shifts in that as well. Oh, good. We're going to be back to like cute, warm houses and good food and hopefully good community. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> community, I think, is the key word there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Community. I do yeah. too. Now, Melissa, how do they get a hold of you for an amazing reading from you? Oh my God. So, I schedule all sessions through my website because I am somewhat of a squirrel type. I'm like all over the place. <laughs> yep. So through my website, you can schedule at melissahenyon.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you are um, interested in reading or learning more about myself, um, I have all kinds of information up on my website, um, testimonials. I have information about past readings and um how I came to be and who I am and, you know, all that crazy stuff is up there. Wonderful. So, um, yeah. And also, you know, information that might help you. And we're working on expanding the website right now too. Um, okay. uh, hoping in the next few weeks or so to get information up for numerology and get some links up there and oh, some crystals. Awesome. I have a crystal fetish. I love my crystals <gasps> and my skin. Have you back on for crystals and stuff. Um, I just love them and I use them a lot. I think that they're amazing. I they think more are. people should be aware of them. <laughs> oh, I love them too. I have stones everywhere. And that, it's like pretty gorgeous little objects in every window. Yeah. 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 I love them and they all bring interesting energy for us too. So each crystal yes. vibrates differently. So it's definitely... I think everybody should have one in their pocket. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Melissa, anybody that needs your information and you can't find Melissa, I will definitely have that information on the show notes. And I will D Moonflyer on Facebook and on Instagram. And my website hopefully soon will be up and Melissa's link will be <laughs> on there. And hopefully she'll come back to talk about crystals. I would love that. I would love that. It's been so amazing talking to you again. You're an amazing psychic and medium, and it's such a pleasure and honor talking to you. 
Oh, honey, thank you so much for having me on. I just enjoy I just enjoy your energy and I enjoy talking with you. Oh, same here. You have a wonderful night, Melissa. Thank you, my dear. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye.